You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact and transact. Morning, Joe. No, Good afternoon, uh, Joe. <laughs> well, it's not even afternoon anymore, oh, is it, Pat? Evening, really? Joe. It's the evening, evening edition. It's the evening edition. So, normally, we may go the way that a lot of news presenters go. Hey, so, like, you know, they ha- kind of have their slot and they almost play to it. So, you know, we often do this quite bright and early in the morning. But now, it's like we've been shift to the evening edition. So, we'll yeah. have to see whether we carry our morning bubbleness and brightness across to a late night slot. Yeah, we're blaming on COVID shortage. Staff has been hard. We've been pushed thin. <laughs> We've been pushed thin. Yeah. Joey's been surfing his brains out. I have. I yeah. have. I went on a mission. We went on a mission. So we're lucky to have him here. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's yeah, true. He's been treading the gnar today. Some big swell. Yeah. Some big swell. But I was very... Um, and some waves you needed. I did. I yeah. did. Yeah. So we were talking off air that I think often um, you kind of like surfing's physical, but it's also mental and you get in these little kind of spaces where, you know, I think you kind of, you know, you get little hangups about stuff. And certainly I kind of had the, had this thing in my head about, I don't know, kind of like waves that were like, um, I think it started with like our, our one of our favorite spots that will go nameless on this, on this podcast, but kind of, you know, that there's like rock set up in there and it's kind of, it's not, it's not the easiest place to wrap your head around. And I think that got in my head a little bit, but then today it was kind of like monstrous, but with even more rocks and I was able to kind of hold my nerve, paddle yeah. the top of the lineup and catch, catch the wave I needed. Perfect, and the whole Joe is here. Yes, I am yeah. in one piece. He's in one yeah. piece, and he's yeah. smiling ear to ear, and he's yeah. in the greatest town of all, Geelong. Yeah, now oh, we won't go careful, there. Careful, careful. So, <laughs> We're trying to wrap up on conflict, Patrick. In this, in this convo, we're not trying to start one. We're not trying to start one. Yeah, character yeah. v character was last week. We're yes. sort of wrapping it up and heading towards not judgment, but towards. What, well, I think what connection. we're... Connection, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, so the age of the internet and what was before and what is coming. No connection, humans, however you want to interpret it. But yeah, so I guess as a, well, yeah, like as a, as a jump off point, I mean, I think it's kind of worth going back to where we left the, the last conversation, which is that, you know, we're, we're still, and I guess this is kind of a question or something that I was exploring and it's mm-hmm. kind of would be great to get your perspective on, are you as sold as I am that we're all still connected through a sense of values that are a little bit more permanent? Or do you believe that our kind of values are a little bit all over the over the place? And it's kind of, um, that's part of why we're, we're fragmenting and perhaps being less connected these days. Yeah, I think you hit on it last week. I feel like there is that sense of value there, but it's been told differently to lots of fragments. I feel like if if everyone wants to come together, they would realize there is a lot of commonality. But because we live in a media ecosystem and lots of different... Hmm. We live in media ecosystem plus lockdown, our proximity both geographically and data is being very looped and very bubbled. And so the stories that we're hearing and there are playing narratives with character versus character against each other that it does seem like it's very splintered. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the values in answer your question underlying when you strip it all back bare, they are very similar across the board. It's just these stories going on that are playing character v character, 
niche mm. community against niche community um and it's a classic divide and conquer from from my perspective and that divide and conquer serves a few purposes one is to get money because it keeps eyeballs there and it's just in a form of entertainment and another is um a political splintering um which which we spoke about that a bit last week yeah um what is your read on that yeah, I, I think I think the same. I, I really do, and I guess the the part that I I often struggle with is that, like I think our values, you know, is just like what you're saying are they're they're almost they haven't really ever changed. They're always just reinterpretations of kind of what it is to be to be human. But then everyone takes advantage of them at the at the same time. So even like if you go back to like school, for example, there's kind of the people who are like in the in crowd versus people who are on the outer crowd. But the reality is we all grew up in exactly the same community broadly. And we all kind of had mostly similar hangups, mostly similar interests, slightly different, etc. But there's a certain group of people who are in to the exclusion of of others and but that's just one example of a multitude of ways that we end up you know that's why kind of conflict naturally leads to kind of this question of like well we're it's human to be in conflict and kind of be tribal create little groups but yet we're all kind of we're actually quite connected around kind of the values that we actually believe in like in school if you sit in a school assembly and the and the principal has to start to talk to you about what we value and a lot of that is around respect discipline hard work etc there's not many people in that auditorium other than perhaps the potheads who are kind of at the back who are gonna, again i just did it look i just excluded Jeez. them i excluded them yeah is um you start to get kind of you know like no one's really going to argue that are they yeah Potheads might not even argue. It depends. It's new age. It's Here new in age. Canada, it's legalized. It's, it is there. legal. That's, it is. Yeah. It's uh, our biggest entrepreneurs are now in the game of cannabis. That's yeah, for sure. Potheads. So yeah. in more ways, yeah, than if they're one. not not busy but then organizing conflicts, we digress. We digress. Oh. Um, it's true. I think you're right in terms of that context. Yeah. And when you really cast what values people sit behind, but then the mechanism that sit behind that and how we consume things play into the way that we interact with each other mm. and the communities but yeah we don't have we said last couple episodes we don't have those spaces um, and those space those spaces to interact with each other and understand and feel that sense of commonality um has been taken away or was never there yeah um, and do you do you see that now at a like a a country level so because one of the great kind of unifiers used to be you know like i mean i mean obviously canada is quite topical at at the moment in terms of you know what's kind of been going on with our you know our kind of our ice truckers Mm. who are actually secretly right-wing extremists in disguise if you read one particular type of media if you read another type of media they're broadly kind of um, freedom seekers and if you kind of read both you kind of figure out that well they probably are both in, (laughs) in, in in some in some ways in some ways that's what that's what they're doing but the sense that to be australian or to be canadian used to be a great unifier but now we seem to be getting into these flavors of being um australian so or canadian right and maybe there used to be a bit of culture wars in australia between like you know if you were a bit bogan versus if you were a bit um well-to-do australian but i think most people would still go you know they knew what it meant to be australian yeah it's Yes and no. Okay. I reckon. Because we touched on that 
hmm. a while uh, last episode again and it was like yes it was there but remember it was still that exclusion it was an in crowd who did feel that a sense of australia and like that story that yeah. typical story that's taught in schools hmm. the history of what that australia is yeah yeah but there was a group left on the outside there was tons of people left on the outside and everyone was claiming to get in to the in crowd and it was worked a bit like that on immigration and it was a bit yeah and it's a bit uh cyclic in terms of where the racism sits australia has a a very racist history Mm. absolutely uh, and currency it's true it's true and that i think is embedded in our story and until we fully face it as as a nation um we can't but where is that space that we can i think is where you were going do we have that space to be able to actually confront ourselves or is it just going to be these fragments and from collectively confronting i think that's Mm. when you start to shoot out an image that is actually holds a whole yeah, or like most the, of the whole, like the reconciliation kind of um, trials and things like that that actually happened in South Africa, right? Post post apartheid, yeah. is it you know is is often held up as a kind of a, a great example of ways that you can pull kind of everyone together to talk about what it actually what this experience of apartheid was, but to do that, the system actually has to sit without judgment and that's kind of like um you know the this interesting interplay between kind of you know the more judgmental things are arguably the less able you are to connect and actually kind of because you can't fully be true if you're worried that there's going to be you know a prison sentence associated with that or there's going to be exclusion associated with that it's so true i think that judgment thing is something that would be really interesting to get into in the weeks to come and what that actually does to society and society and plays with those fractures that are as we agree are quite similar around its values but the stories told and character v character those narratives you start to judge the other character so heavily as you so well said in the canada story that's playing out everyone's judging everyone so heavily from either side Mm. and i don't know there's probably a commonality there we won't spend all episode going going into what that commonality might be um other than that they all well there has to be yeah exactly (laughs) but But even at that level there's there's at least some level of kind of there's there's a way that you can actually create dialogue right Uh, out of those out of those types of things but it, it does feel that kind of connection has become something that is like turned off off and on and like i often walk through life going where where do you actually feel most con- connected and i guess i got to a point you know probably like five five six years ago maybe where i just said well i just want to feel connected all the time right so no matter what situation i'm in i always try to take in what the other person's actually actually saying to me and try to find a way to kind of at least add something to that or you know just acknowledge it hear it however however that is um you know i'm certainly absolutely no saint as most people listening to this or who know me would know but that said it's also it's kind of you know you do feel more connected the more you actually engage in kind of listening and actually being a little bit um still and present and like my question to you is that like when you think about technology in in a lot of all of that like i see that too you know like they used to have um at least i did like when i lived in the uk like quite often on the tube i would end up chatting to someone or on a train i'd end up talking to them like at least about like you know football or politics or you know the great english tradition of talking about the weather but you would always have a bit of a chat whereas now everyone's 
buried in this thing and it's almost like you don't even exist in in those spaces and like this thing that i see these days is like you hear people walking down the street and you think they're having a conversation with someone but they're actually talking into their airpods you're listening to bau business as unusual the podcast that is shifting the way we think interact and transact your hosts patrick beggs of per production a production house that works with organisations to create media that strengthens culture and communicates that culture to the world. And Joe Rogers, CEO of The Contenders, a brand agency famous for crafting brands which deliver results for those who work for them, shop for them and support them. For more information, head to baupod.co. And if you find this podcast insightful, please help us by telling a friend and rating us on iTunes. Thank you. Now back to our conversations. Yeah, it's it's so true. What is connection? Yeah, mm. where, where are we connecting? And what are the spaces of connection? Mm. Yeah, but do you think it's more like in a digital world these days than it is in a in a physical world? For sure. For sure. No. For sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's that scares scary. the hell out of me. But it is, it's like a social connection. And I think there's there's also a mm. connection to your environment and to the place that you live. Um, mm. But yeah, it's it's so digital. It's it's scary, but it's mm. heading there. And that's yeah. that's where we're going. It's, so are we all going to live in a metaverse then, Pat? And that's, that's where we'll connect again? I definitely don't have the answers to this. Um, <laughs> Just curious. I think we'll live in some form of it. And I yeah. think we already are in mm. answer to your question. Like, mm. and answer to your observation. Like, we are. Yeah. Like, trains, everyone's a bit... Like, my experience on trains was trying to dodge pretty much everyone because I didn't want to get beaten up on the train line <laughs> that I was going. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I did end up getting in a few conversations there. There was usually pretty wild combos. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a bit of a scary thing in terms of people feeling alone in those environments when you're surrounded by hundreds of people and that's mm. what i think also a big cityscape offers those interactions i don't think you get that so much in the rural setting it no. could be coming more but yeah. traditionally it's community everyone sort of knows each other whereas you're in a, a like a an urban setting with hundreds of thousands of people you don't know everyone so you're not looking for that interaction mm. and that connection you sort of just a to b you've got something teed up yep and that's what's going on. Buskers often offer a moment of connection. You know, you see some cool stuff there if yeah. you're looking for that. Yep. But I think a lot of people are just trying to guard themselves in those spaces. And I, I see people turn to their phone as a mode of guarding themselves in some form in those public spaces. I think people do it out of anxiety. I've yeah. caught myself do it out of anxiety mm. or just not wanting to engage. And it's, it, it's sad that's what's happening, but that is what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like a it's like a strange loop, isn't it? The more you look to that, the more disconnected you are. Therefore, the more anxious you actually become. Yeah, because be- what you're actually looking at is mm-hmm. character, the character. And you, and then you look up <laughs> and you see all these characters, and you're like, Hang on. Hey, he looks like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but in there, there's something when you're chatting that I just wanted to bring up about story and value. Yeah, um, and an anecdote from my personal life is son. A story about my daughter has been asking Sandrine and I. Um, what happens when you die? All these big questions. She's three and a half Mm -hmm. and she's trying to process things. And Sandra and I as parents are just 
trying to sit with that and try and understand what stories we need to tell, where the values are, what are those answers. We're not like religious by any means, so we don't have a story that we sit behind and go, you go to heaven or you go to hell mm. if you do this. If you yeah. do this, you do that. If you do like a simple answer. I mm. mean, observing on that lack of story or lack of sort of spiritual structure or lack of story structure, however you want to name that, yeah. about those big answers and how to protect a kid about the unknown or give them some sort of foundation to grapple with some things that no one can really understand, um, from my perspective anyway. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Is an interesting one. And that's something that I think we've overlooked in these conversations is that we don't have those stories. It's like a big bit now for a lot of us who are consider ourselves atheists or don't believe in a certain doctrine of story of what creation story essentially mm. um, is a big one. I think that's what's always held a group of people together and we don't have that we universally. Don't. No, we don't. And then we've definitely got character to character with those stories. Mm. It's. I was like, wow, that's a yeah, really serious sure. true uh, point and like what is actually built on that? I'm like, yeah, we do. We can say this. I'm like, I read our stories but then sitting on that, I'm like, yeah, but it it isn't this sort of one holding story. No, there's like not. The Dreamtime has be, some beautiful stories yeah. and holds so much connection. And it is like a connection point to your mm. environment, to the people next to you, to your family, to everything. Like it houses and holds yeah, mythology. your understanding of the world and your perception of it. Whereas yeah. we've sort of served ourselves up <laughs> fractious <laughs> ideas with yeah. no cohesion. Yeah, that's. I mean, I think that's a, you know, that's a really powerful point because ultimately like we're like kind of a lot of how things used to function is that you know how whatever you think of it is that church kind of religion or kind of these belief systems used to be the unifier that was the glue like if you didn't talk all week you would at least see the same person you know in church on a sunday or if you got into a scrap on a tuesday you knew you were going to have to see your neighbor again on the sunday in church right so there's there was these kind of things but also then the i guess the story structure as you're talking about it used to hold that all together but you know, the definition of our age is, is postmodernism, right? So modernism was this view that we, science and kind of technology is actually going to help us understand all the mysteries of the world. But we're actually post that. So it's like, well, we kind of broadly understand how all these things work, but yet we actually do not under, understand how all these things things work. And then we're kind of, you know, we're driven to because of, you know, as we've spoken about before, is that we fear what we don't understand. So therefore we create belief system. But you're right, is that there's not trying to explain that to to Suniva is where would you go to actually be able to kind of have a unified story? Um, however you play that out, is that they're actually what's even stranger now is that they're gonna get challenged on what you tell them right so that's that's like my experience with with my girls like growing up in like in the catholic um school system what they believe in terms of like it's much you know it's not kind of um it's not old testament anymore it's not even new testament it's really it's probably new age in terms of what they're what they're communicated to but it's it's based in a value set but they'll get that challenged at some point like oh well, how does that man manage you know kind of go with this etc and they're also taught to critically analyze it so so it's a very strange space to hold because it's, you know, this connection to self, what you believe in, what the world believes in. There's all of these kind of mushy, mushy pieces. Yeah, and there's a piece of me that just wants to be brutally honest and mm. say like, because I feel like for me personally, I don't know if I've always had this, but the unknown is sort of this 
comforting thing that you don't have the answers and that I feel like that's a powerful thing, but I don't know whether a young child that is the mm. right. I probably need to chat to some people, but uh, <laughs> be careful, Patrick. Yeah. I don't know, like, because I feel like that's an empowering thing in a in a in a way because it just makes you question everything in mm. a nice way and understand that everyone has a perspective. Yeah, and it's no one's right; it's their truth, and mm. that's a strong thing. What have you asked her? What she thinks happens? No, I haven't. That's a Maybe that's a, maybe would. that's a place to start. Thank you, Ashu. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, that's yeah, just we'll... a, that's just a holding um, <laughs> place to start with. That's yeah, just great. <laughs> yeah, but it's but it's human nature to want to know more than that. So yeah. to know thyself is to know more than thyself. So there's always this this yeah. interplay between our natural curiosity, but also we're we're quite scared of what we might find around the corner, but yet we go. So there's this always this interplay and this push and pull. And I think so much of like connection, at least in families that still kind of have that type of connection is born of that push and pull. Right. So it's the it's the kid kind of, you know, pushing themselves higher and higher on a on a swing, but they're only doing that because they know you're there watching them. So it's that it's that safe space to explore but left to their own devices, like, and I always find this fascinating, even like with kids at whatever age, they don't push as far, right? So because there's this element of like, oh, I don't quite know. But if they're told it's okay, then they push. They push. Yeah, it's mm. true. It's that big support. So um, thanks for that. We'll take it yeah. away from daddy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that, yeah, that might be a spinoff podcast. <laughs> How to stall as a parent <laughs> with Joe and Patrick. Until <laughs> you figure out the answer. That's yeah. it. I reckon we stalled for a long time, but it did really make me think hmm. we just don't have those stories and those stories lead it's to such connections. such a powerful point. What mm-hmm. those... And then where we're going next is, I suppose, connection. And connection also is so driven by similar experiences. Experiences are bedded in stories. If you hear the same stories, you have a connection. If you've been, say, for myself, been to the same school as someone else, you have a connection because you've got a similar experience. They're sort of convert or communicated through story. It's just... Yeah, like it's it's, it's so it is it is and it um I mean I, I know we're kind of you know we'll we'll get into this more in next episode but it's it's so um, leaves me with like this just this kind of almost like angst around what's actually going on in the world at the yeah. moment because that what you're talking about is it's basically how most like how we function in groups and just that little bit of knowledge that little bit of curiosity that little bit of reveal that little bit more and kind of like those relationships they kind of they develop over over time right because the person you know it's kind of like playing cards it's like you don't just come out and go snap you know i've got the whole hand it's about that there's an interplay that kind of happens between the two people and the world we live in now that doesn't happen almost unless you're inside this kind of this little group already but then the reveal doesn't really add very very much and therefore kind of people like look for more and more extreme stuff right i mean that's a bit of an extrapolation but that's kind of what when you talk about that sense of that there's always these little moments in life that are just uh, 
connection between two people that kind of take them in a different direction. But that stuff feels like it becomes more extreme through the way that we communicate these days. Yeah. Okay. You see, so you're sort of saying that online space in terms of you connect with something and then where that goes yeah. after that. In you end up in these little groups, but yeah. they're like echo chambers, right? Yeah. yeah. They're like echo chambers of stuff, but the, the behavior in the echo chamber becomes. And the loudest bird is often the loudest bird is the most. Yeah. Is the studies have been done, the loudest bird is the one that gets as many people looking at their song. And usually the song has got a shock factor in it. It's mm. not the most beautiful. It's like the most shocking or most striking or most controversial or however you want to say it. And that's, yeah, it's usually a couple of percent. And it dominates sort of what we believe and feel. Uh, it comes back to that space. Uh, we're not trying to heal the world, but like we do lack that space of commonality. I think sport offers it sometimes. It does sometimes. Um, yeah. But then it offers it the, the reverse. They want to beat crap out of each other yeah. because they go for another team, True. even though they're exactly the same people. Yeah. That conflict, conflict and conflict. We're yes, well, I guess we're still up. kind of conf- conflicted about conflict, but I think you know, if you'd want to put a put a bow around it, is that the kind of the thing is kind of that I think you know we've been splintered by it, right? Yeah. We're actually kind of now in these these groups that kind of don't necessarily like conflict yeah, tends to accelerate to more, and I think the thing that you know I've kind of really taken out of this this kind of series of convos is that there is a way if we you know not just listen to each other i mean i think that's very kumbaya but this this sense of that there actually needs to be discourse around around these things but yet it doesn't happen anymore and this these characterizations that we've touched on a fair bit are almost becoming more and more um i guess kind of the the norm in terms of the way that we actually look at each other and it's unfortunately now it's in all spheres of life you know not just kind of you know based on ethnicity or kind of any of those you know terrible factors but it's actually become even part of politics right it's a huge part you just said something really powerful that made me realize sort of like crystallized realization from this is We've spoken about conflict this whole whole time and sort of speaking about listening. And but when we talk about these echo changes and existing in your own d- constantly diminishing data sphere as you reveal more and more about yourself and what makes you tick and it gets smaller and smaller like the never-ending mm-hmm. but ever-diminishing tunnel yeah. until you can't reverse. In those tunnels, you're never actually coming to a conflict resolve. It's Correct. like there's never that that space it's just and you never really actually have a conflict like it's yeah that's but it's very always true. played yeah but you never actually you never ever have one it. like you can leave a nasty comment on twitter if you really want or one of those feeds but you're still coming back to that little diminishing hole <laughs> yeah. and telling everyone how good you are at that and then yeah. keep going down yeah it's so and true that's, that's that's we're all just like in this it's bizarre yeah no, no, i mean you make such a good spoke point. about that conflict and i'm like realize that predominantly that's what's sort of missing yeah in, in a nicest in, way in daily life that little bit of kind of you know give that, and take give and take yeah on. everyone's in justly right <laughs> wherever you see it oh like I, I call it the um um you know like the the kind of um so i tried to learn how to like sharpen a chainsaw better than i could right so once you put that into youtube and then you kind of you watch it what you realize is that there's 50 different people telling you slightly different ways to sharpen a chainsaw and you're sitting there and go can someone <laughs> like, can one of you 
<laughs> just decide. So, like, to your point, it's like you actually end up conflicted because there's never the, the person who actually comes along and goes, yeah, kind of, I saw that too. It's like, it's just in that moment. Like, you, I know it's a little bit of a silly um, analogy, but it's it does. It, but it's it, it's, it is a safe one. I mean, yeah. Chainsaw is dangerous. But it's, but it's safe in terms of the other content you could be looking at. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't, like, it's like the kind of the thing about, like, that you used to get, right? You know, in terms of, like, I mean, I know how to sharpen a chainsaw, but I was kind of like, oh, what's going on? And I realized. Curiosity killed yeah, the cat. for sure. But there was no one there to kind of pull me back and kind of be like, "What are you doing? Like, just do it that way." Yeah, right? you know, it's just a slight little tweak in your in your technique, and it's kind of this is the stuff that kind of is so um, great about digital, but also so frightening about it is that the kind of the, where's the teacher in that moment to kind of go, okay, here's all the inputs, but kind of maybe just do this, and there's no. It's weirdly individual, but yet it's not individualized to you. Yeah, that's a good point. And that mm. it sounds like they're tie, not tying a bow around this is very complicated, but there's mm. a theme coming through that and that there, there is a new skill set developing out of this. And mm. that like from that new medium where everyone's got an opinion, everyone's got a, a pre-recorded opinion to whatever's going on but then for people to be able to sift through and make sense of it themselves it's sort of a very much a new Mm. idea of what education is and what you make of it and what you take of it but that skill to to take someone what they're saying like say for you let's stick on the chainsaw yeah and be able to watch those 50 people and then be like oh yeah yeah it's sort of but what you start looking at is like how they set up the shot, how they talk, like where you align and who you So trust. true. It's funny. So it's true, isn't it? Yeah. All the finesses on that. But you're still looking for commonality. It's That's spot on. Yeah. That's absolutely spot on. Because you, you end up, however their expertise is manifested, you actually, your truth becomes the person that you actually connect with. 100% and you're like yeah I don't care what everyone else thinks yeah, Jimmy's the man Jimmy's been telling me Jimmy's got it going on Jimmy's got it going on let's go cut that love tray. the way he did love the way he he files his rakers alright well on that note on that note so we're gonna we'll continue I guess we'll kind of flip into connection. kind of talk, talk about connection yeah. more broadly so let's so picture this image we're all going down our weird little never ending ever shortening or ever narrowing tunnels how do we connect or is there connection there or what is connection now yep cool all right sounds good thanks pat thank you for listening to bau business as unusual subscribe and learn more at baupod.co that's baupod.co